looking for an apartment sucks wherever you live. People in New York will say, oh, it's so hard to find an apartment here. It's hard to find an apartment anywhere. It stinks. You have your mandatories. You have the things that you won't compromise on. You have the things that you don't care about. Like, let's say, oh, I need a dishwasher. I need a dishwasher. I can't live without a dishwasher. I don't care if I don't have a washer and dryer. Some people feel the exact opposite. Some people don't need any amenities. Some people need an elevator. Some people don't. That's so beautiful. We all need different things. And that's why Apartments.com has an app where you can literally use it to tell it what you need and what you don't need. And it tells you, oh, apartments. Here's some. So instead of looking through every single rental listing you possibly can in the neighborhoods you want, you set and forget, like in that old rotisserie grill ad, you set and forget what you want and Apartments.com will let you know when an apartment that matches what you want appears on the market. From pet-friendly apartments to balconies to in-unit ACs, Apartments.com's powerful search tools let you know when the perfect combination of features you're seeking are listed. So you don't have to power through rental descriptions one by one. With more rental listings than anywhere else, Apartments.com's instant alerts mean you can spend less time online looking for the perfect place and more time doing you. Apartments.com, the place to find a place. You will drain us. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is Britney Spears explaining why she hasn't been in her home gym in a while. Hi guys, I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and... Yeah, one thing led to another, and I burn it down. One thing led to another, and I burn it down. It's perfect. Like, everything about that is perfect. The cadence, the way she says it, the part that's like, unfortunately, that part. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately. Because I burnt my gym down. Unfortunately. 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 That's my favorite. I burnt my gym down. Unfortunately. I just love that when you're super rich, huge dramatic tragedies are just sort of minor inconveniences. Right. She only has a few pieces of equipment in her gym. That's why she explained that because it bur- she burnt it down when she lit some candles. And everyone's like, mm-hmm. why are you lighting candles in your gym? It's like, duh, the do candlelight yoga. Have you met Britney Spears? Like, that's clearly <laughs> what she was doing. That's normal gym activities, okay? Also, gyms were stinky, so maybe she had a nice Mrs. Myers, you know. Oh, you she would... had a diptyque <laughs> in her stinky gym. Yeah, I'm like maybe she had a Glade. Can you play it one more time? I just want to hear it again. <laughs> yes, hold on. I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Hi guys, I'm in my gym right now. I haven't been in here for like six months because I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Um, I had two candles and yeah, one thing led to another and I burnt it down. The funny. Th- well, there's many funny things, but choosing to say I burnt my gym down versus like my gym burnt down. It's like, oh, you know, something happened in, in my gym. It burnt down like crazy. But she's like, I, I burnt, burnt my, my gym, gym down. down. Like I burnt it down. Like she is the arsonist here. Yeah. We love a queen who takes responsibility for her actions. Yeah. You know, she isn't passing the blame. The buck stops with Brittany. It's great. She literally says I burnt it down twice. That's like the emphasis on I burnt my gym down, unfortunately. Like. If you want to be in a car accident, you want to be in a car accident with Britney Spears because she will claim all responsibility if it's her fault. She'll tell the cop like, sorry, officer, it was me. I did it. I was driving too quickly. I was going 78 and 60. And unfortunately, I didn't hit the brakes when I should have. (laughs) One thing led to another and I rear-ended this PT cruiser. So (laughs) it's great. I'm so happy for her. 
Oh, God, that was that's every I mean, that's great. This House Weekly headlines good. Yeah. Britney Spears accidentally burned down her home gym 18 years after apartment fire. Just like bringing up the past. Very They're rude. just like, didn't she burn down an apartment 18 years ago? But this is mm-hmm. not like, oh, oh, they're connected. It's like she literally lit a candle in a gym you with guys. candles. Yeah, this is not Lisa Vanderpump lighting her own restaurants on fire for the insurance money. <gasps> the gasoline singer, which is a, a really good decision there. The gasoline singer <laughs> who was famous. Famously a big fan of vanilla scented candles. Did you see people t- finding her old tweets about vanilla scented candles and retweeting them this no. morning? Very funny. Previously made headlines in March 2002 when she accidentally sparked a fire in a New York City apartment building. Brit had left a candle burning in front of an air vent, her mother, Lynn Spears, wrote on Britney's website at the time. The wall caught on fire and the fire department had to come put it out. Oh my god, Britney loves a candle. She's it's just it's dangerous. Wait, I want to hear what gasoline sounds like from the Femme Fatale album. Does anyone know oh. this? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me when I'm setting my gym on fire. Okay, I do remember this song. And it's definitely about burning your home gym down, for sure. I'm not a Britney Spears completist. Like I'm not a I'm a Britney Spears stan and but you know, my right. my scholarship of her, you know, her her single sort of ended in two thousand five. Pre-circus, pre-circus. I would say mine goes up to blackout, takes a quick break, and then comes back. Do you know what I mean? Okay, mine mine goes up to blackout, takes a permanent break, and then sort of came back during Britney Jean era because it was like, I was deciding to stand during Britney Jean. You loved Britney Jean, that album. I loved Britney Jean, but it was also sort of like, I was nostalgic for Britney. I hadn't really paid attention to Femme Fatale or Circus or whatever those other ones were. And so I was like, you know what? It's my responsibility. It's my duty to stand Britney Spears again you know as we've spoken about before it's very much a generational thing you have you feel this like generational um need blackout was just like the peak of a Britney fan's journey for me in terms of like growing up with Britney and like mm-hmm. having some per- those perfect albums when you're like 14 15 and then going go- through it it going her going through it you going through it getting to college <laughs> her releasing like essentially an album um taped over the phone but it's the best <laughs> album she's ever released you know and then <laughs> kind of like falling off her because it was mm-hmm. never that you were like the Britney fan that that kept in touch with everything it was more like that mm-hmm. album was so unique and the timing was so strange like her performing gimme more on the MTV VMAs opening the show with that remember that like that yeah, was the cultural course. that was the moment and then falling off kind of the other albums because they felt a little bit like filler and then coming back for Britney Jean mm-hmm. for some reason <laughs> isn't DJ Louie's favorite Britney album blackout I think, like I trust DJ. Louis. I think everyone's favorite Britney album is Blackout. Like I wouldn't say, "Hey, if you want to like get into Britney Spears, go first with Blackout." But I would say Blackout is her best album. If True you, Heads, no. Yeah, Gasoline. Gasoline was on Blackout or Femme Fatale. Femme Fatale. Anyways, I would know it if it was on a Blackout. Didn't, never kidding? had never heard. It. Can you play the opening again? Because I like the noises. There's um. There's in the chorus. It goes like, "I'm set on fire, set on fire," or something like that. Hold on, I'll play for <laughs> Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to the chorus. My elliptical machine. Set me on fire. (laughs) My dumbbells. My stairmaster. (laughs) 
okay. Oh my, <laughs> my rowing machine. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's move on from Brittany to some comments. Some um, calls. You were listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. We're going to start with comments. We have a lot of comments, uh, as we always have, as we always do. So let's just get through it. Sort of like, let's let's pull a Britney Spears and get through it. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby. Um, I'm calling regarding this um, Ellen show uh, tweet that you guys just put out with a very poorly done PR pitch. And as a PR person, I wanted to weigh in on my investigation. Um, it looks to me like this is actually from someone representing All Social because they link directly to All Social in their pitch. And they're trying to tie the content of the podcast into something that is relevant and recent. And uh, which is a comment tactic in PR. And um, then, you know, as you guys mentioned, um, right now all the celebrity pod- all the celebrity coverage is just based on podcasts. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, this concludes my investigation. Uh, good form, Bella Thorne, me in Greece, except I'm not in Greece. I'm in my house because I can't leave it. I would argue this wasn't an investigation, but you used your prior knowledge and experience and skill, which I still respect. You are mm-hmm. the expert. We're and, not PR. And after reading this, so this wasn't on the show. We tweeted this email that we got. We get a lot of very bad PR emails. We rarely get good PR emails. So it really sets the bar low. Most of them are just like PR emails who kind of get our flavor like they're they're sending us PR about like no name celebrities but they also have never heard the podcast so they're like they'd be a great match for your episode we'd love to have them on the show we love your show and he'd be a perfect guest and it's like okay we know you don't know the show we don't really have guests but that's the that's the sort of email we get all the time right and so this one we got and it just stood out as being insane because the headline was ellen degeneres employee kaylin allen shares positive experience working with ellen amid new accusations so it was like okay what and then when i read it it says (laughs) hi bobby but the bobby is clearly like a form bobby because it's like (laughs) it gets smaller (laughs) hi Hi, mama (laughs) currently ellen degeneres has been under scrutiny for the way that she treats her employees amidst covid19 experts are saying her alleged rude behavior to staff guests is rat poison to her brand last night ellen employee kaylin allen who first started as a guest on the show for his popular cooking reaction videos joined colton Uh, uh. underwood on his all social exclusive podcast coffee i just took such a deep breath coffee with colton and shared his thoughts on ellen alan shared that there is no place he'd rather blah 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 so the point is is that this pr person reached out and we tweeted a little bit snarkily it's like is this like is this um crisis pr for ellen but as i read it again it does make sense like this caller says that it is probably not it's probably pr for this podcast coffee for the podcast Colton. network yeah all social than the company that started this podcast because i don't think that ellen's i don't think that it, the pr people who would be doing crisis pr for ellen would be so direct with like saying experts are saying that she is rude and, <laughs> and yeah <laughs> but we did we got plenty of response from pr people on our twitter that were like i don't i can't tell if ellen did this but this is a terribly worded PR email like this right. is a bad PR email just like fundamentally this is bad also Kaylin's 
Twitter bio, he has 224,000 followers. His Twitter bio is literally, I work at the kindest place on earth at the Ellen show. Right. What? Yeah. So I, looking back, do I, do I still think that Ellen's weird LLCs are secretly funding this PR campaign to boost her image? Not necessarily, but do I think that she is involved in making sure? Do you think? Do I think it is good for Kalen to be doing this? Do I think he's getting oh, something I mean, in I'm return sh- for this Ellen, sort of behavior? Right, 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 yes. right, right. Yes. Well, what he's getting in return is he gets to be paid by the Ellen Show to be on the Ellen Show. Hi, Lindsay Poppy, first time caller, recent adopter, listener of the podcast. Love it. Super helping with quarantine life. Um, This week, you all mentioned Kristen Cavallari being kind of a mean girl, and I just want to let you know that I've actually met her once about 10 years ago. I was working at a little shop in L.A., and she came in, and I, like you, suspected she was going to be, like, super mean and, like, not nice, like the way we think she is. She was actually the nicest celebrity that I've ever come into contact with if we want to classify her as a celebrity um and I was you know totally surprised so I just wanted to let you know that she might just be playing a mean girl on tv and that real Kristen might actually be a nice girl thanks so much bye I wanted to play this because meanwhile Ellen has like a fake nice personality the nicest person on TV and is secretly mean maybe mm-hmm. the Kristen Cavallari thing we did say that she gives us off very mean vibes but maybe the deal is that that's her like TV personality that's her celebrity personality and in real life she's like extremely nice I'd I much like rather be that way are you kidding I, li- I like that I like that that inverse right so I think there's like I think we did actually do an, a good job of not being like very mean to Kristen Cavallari for being mean, but kind of trying to explain that that's like her thing. And it is her thing. It's if you... absolutely her thing. Yeah. I think she would freely admit that that is her thing. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. We can go. That's her thing. Call. Yeah. Next call. Hi, Who Weekly. Um, short time, long time, short time, because I was the caller who called last week about Josephine and Catherine Langford, and I wanted to tell you another tidbit. Um, you might have talked about this on the show. I don't know, because I paused when I realized y'all were talking about me. I'm famous now. Anyway, um, what's crazy is that you know how Catherine, in an interview, has said, oh, no one in my family is in show business. Josephine started acting and doing all of this stuff before Catherine did. So Catherine followed Josephine. It just so happens that Catherine, you know, got huge from 13 Reasons Why and whatnot. But this this whole, like, oh, I'm, like, the first one and blah, blah, blah. No, not true. So just some additional, um, you know, shade and tea between the Langford sisters. Uh, crunch, crunch. I'm so lucky to be with you keeping me from my shadow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And hook them horn. <laughs> What, 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 how did how did they end that? What was that last one? I, I no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, hold on. And hook 'em horns. Oh, hook 'em horns. Oh, hook 'em horns. Hook 'em. Um, I love that this was the original caller. I love like we didn't give because we didn't let her really shine by taking her topic <laughs> and not including her call. So thank you. And yeah. I did not know that Josephine was acting before her sister Catherine because the more that we did research it was more like Catherine was being rude to Josephine mm-hmm. <laughs> and not the wow. other way around as much but again this this is a story that is ongoing 
it's ongoing and i and i do my my hooey sense suspects my spidey sense suspects that like it's not the sort of story that ends with them being like they're friends this is nothing i think it's like oh they probably really hate each other and this is just a manifestation of that and like it's probably not all that interesting but it's like yeah they probably just don't like each other okay end of story you know (laughs) that's sort of what it seems like to me right but but the but the tabloid establishment will not let two sisters who look a lot alike who are both successful just not not like each other other. (laughs) we will not stand for that behavior and we will literally poke at it until it explodes in some way so yeah and these two are not they're famous they're they're known but they're not quite at the point where ever this would be coming up again and again but eventually Mm -hmm. Maybe who like who are two famous sisters? I'm trying to think of like what Bella we, Hadid and Gigi Hadid. Sure, imagine like if Bella if Hadid and Gigi Hadid other. never talked about each right. other. That's what I'm like. You imagine know? if and, they hated each other publicly. And Gigi right. got and Gigi got pregnant, and it was like, uh oh, what's her bitch sister Bella gonna say? Like that's not what's <laughs> her happening. Her bitch you know? sister. Meanwhile, the Bella twins are pregnant at the same time. It's like if if <laughs> right so. The Bella Twins are we're each other's best friends, we're each other's soulmates, we're each other's spirits, we're split in two, we are both stars. Like, da 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 It's, uh, it's magical to know her. It's magical to be to right. share DNA with this woman. Right. It's like if you think that pregnancy at the same time wasn't planned, like you are living in the darkness. Because and Meanwhile, Catherine's like, I don't have a sister. <laughs> right. Who? <laughs> I do? <laughs> okay, can we play the next call? Hey, Who Weekly. Um, just listening to your episode... Or you were talking about uh, Rita or his friend Joey Essex. He's my favorite British celebrity, um, mainly because he's famous for being really, really dumb. He used to be on Tally and would do things like buy shoes that were two sizes too small, but wear them because it looked good. Um, and then he's on I'm a Celebrity and revealed things like he can't tell time. Uh, unless he has an, a digital clock, he can't tell time an analog clock. He also, um, one time on Celebrity Juice, thought that uh, Jesus' mom was named Jesus. So yeah, deep dive into Joey Essex would be fun. A trip. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Okay, good to know. Joey Essex can't tell time and is known for being stupid. That's why he's beloved. <laughs> Uh, over Thank you in the UK. so much for that. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Good to know. Good, good to, know. to know. Good to know. Good to know. Next call. Next call, which is. Do you one. see that one? Yeah. Yeah. Hello, Ryan Murphy head here. I'm listening to the newest episode, and you're discussing the meme with all the beautiful white men, and you call it a Ryan Murphy wet dream meme. I'm not sure if you watched American Horror Story, but that meme was created by American Horror Story Hotel Sam, who noticed that all of the men on that season looked exactly the same. Max Greenfield was on American Horror Story Hotel, and he was also in American Crime Story Gianni Versace, and he was really good. Um, Yeah, I just wanted to issue that correction because I can't imagine how mad all of the Ryan Murphy heads are to hear you guys just gloss over the history of that meme it's very important to us and i hope you play this call crunch crunch so that's funny because we didn't even know that this was ryan murphy an actual ryan murphy list of men who've been in ryan murphy projects but it turns out they actually all have and that's why that image literally exists what's funny is that 
that is, I believe, the last American Horror Story episode that I watched. The one where he, because we were talking about, oh, we forgot the fact that Max Greenfield has that horrible death via rape in American Horror Story Hotel. This awful, awful season. And I remember watching that episode and being like, I'm never watching the show again. Right. I'm done with the show. Right. And he's like a Because we watched the first couple episodes together, me and you and Avalos. Remember that? It was right before he moved to LA. I don't remember, but... Oh, the the but which which seat the first season like the when it first launched no hotel oh I don't remember that watching hotel together we watched hotel together because it was Gaga we watched the first like two episodes together I think yeah and whenever whatever episode he maybe it's even the first episode I'm not sure but I was like this is I'm done here I'm done no more I think hotel is actually when I stopped too Gaga wasn't was Gaga hotel she was but then she also was on the one yeah. before that that took place in like that law lo- the lost town from like what, whatever that Roanoke one was. but Roanoke, that was later yeah. that I was later that, that I never was watched later. Roanoke and everyone loved Roanoke and I'm like I'm not doing this I mean I think yeah whatever the American horror the American horror story trajectory is is whatever that's a whole separate conversation I guess mm-hmm. It's just it is funny how many actors that you wouldn't expect are part of this series that you kind of forget about. A lot of them have just been because a lot of them are just like on briefly and killed. And also, just like the photo shows, it's easy to forget that all of those men are different people. (laughs) um, But it is it is funny to look at that photo and be like, ha ha, Ryan Murphy would love this lineup. And it's like, yes, that's why that picture was made. It's literally a cast list. Yeah, Ryan Murphy's like, no shit, Sherlock. Speaking of, are you going to watch Hollywood? I'm not. You know, it's getting bad reviews. Like, why would I? I don't know. I mean, will I watch it out of? Will I watch the first episode out of curiosity? Probably. Probably. Okay, can we please move on to questions? It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's time. For- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses, I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know? you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. I hate and Quince middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. Hi, um, uh, Diddy recorded a guided sleep meditation for Audible, um, and it's like genuinely, I don't know, bizarre and hilarious. 
Um, but my favorite part of it is that he opens it by saying, this is Diddy, which is just, it's like the greatest thing ever. And I just have to tell you guys about it. Okay, bye. Crunch, crunch. Full disclosure, we have done Spawn for Calm.com, as you may remember. Yeah, but so, this isn't Calm.com. This is Audible. Oh, uh, we also have done Spawn for Audible. Okay, full disclosure, we have done Spawn, hashtag Spawn for Audible, before we get into it. I just want to put that out there. This is this not... This is not Spawn. This is just really funny. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to... I, I downloaded it because for some reason, these are... I don't get like these bedtime stories are called they're free right now so if you have an audible account you can download them without having to pay money so i have an audible account so i was like okay i'm gonna download this one and then there's another one that i'm gonna play after this okay but the opening is actually very funny it's time to slow down and into a period of deep restorative rest this is diddy over the next 20 minutes I'll be guiding you through a meditation. I'm not trying to be rude, but like, I don't understand why Diddy is qualified for this specific purpose. And I mm-hmm. also can't imagine anyone falling asleep to Diddy's voice, whatever, but it's just not a calming voice. Like there, there are plenty of things his voice could be used for, but this is just no. like the wrong purpose, you know? Nope. Nope. And there are plenty of celebs who have soothing voices and to not go after them is shocking to me because that's like the meme that you want. You want like who has an amazing like Samuel L. Jackson, right, is known for like an iconic voice. Right. And yeah. uh, who well, there are other people who are known for like soothing cadence, a soothing voice. Britney Spears, whose house, whose gym burnt down. I would love to hear her. Who's a gym burnt, burnt <laughs> tell down. Tell me. A, no, I'm just kidding. Her birth, her bit, her, um. Her bedtime story would be wild, though, if you think about it. Sorry, I'm not going to listen to Nick Jonas to go to sleep on audible.com. Listen to this. The Perfect Swing by James McGurk and read by me, Nick Jonas. Settle in, take a deep breath, and listen to me take you on a journey about the perfect baseball swing. Yeah, I don't really know. I think that it's interesting because there are also books read by celebrities and actors where that's part of it, too, where it's like they're acting. It's like part of the book. They do voices. That's something that people seek out. And that's Mm -hmm. a whole different category. This almost just feels like literally PR for the sleep app, which is like nobody's Mm -hmm. listening to Nick Jonas read a book. Uh, (laughs) It's just so the app can say, like, we have stars like Diddy and Nick Jonas. Although, again, if I saw a sleep app's claim that they have stars like Diddy and Nick Jonas, I'd be like, those are not two people that I would associate with calming me down and making me go to sleep. You mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like a misguided celebrity pull. Like yeah. just because the celebrity is down to do it doesn't mean you should do it. Doesn't make any sense. I think I fi- I think I know why this is happening. Why? Because on both of these, it says. Oh, because are they connected to stuff on Amazon? They're connected to not stuff on Amazon. They're connected to, hold on to your butts, Thrive Global. This is an Ariana Huffington joint. Oh, it's literally like Ariana. It's literally Ariana Ariana Huffington calling in favors. Because she's like the sleep. Her thing is sleep. So she called in favors to her friends and said, hey, Mm -hmm. I'm doing a crossover with audible sleep stories. I know. And you know that they're doing that because of the popularity of Calm or like other apps like Calm meditation apps, sleep apps or whatever. It's peak Ariana Huffington scam artistry. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's like right. really. But then my plea to really Ariana funny. is to actually seek out celebrities with calming voices or voice or, or like she's too busy who... sleeping. She can't come up with ideas. <laughs> she holds. She's only awake for like she's thirty minutes a day. So, she really is too busy sleeping. When she pivoted to sleep, that was truly like an iconic moment. <laughs> Ryan Uppington being like, I'm starting a company and I'm hiring 1,000 talented, amazing women for Thrive Global. And what what do we do? Sleep. I mean, when AO, when AOL bought Huffington Post and she was like, my main interest now is sleeping. So please install sleep chairs throughout the offices and I will be in them sleeping. And sleep is important. They were like, we just bought, what did we buy? And she like took a nap for 30 months. <laughs> That's all God, true. Ariana That's Huffington's all so true. funny. My thing is now sleep. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Next call. Hi. Uh, long time, medium time. I was just calling because I'm watching Celebrity RuPaul's Drag Race, and these aren't very big celebrities. I've uh, watched Younger, so I know Nico, and I've seen a little bit of Riverdale, so I know the other guy, although I have no idea what else he's done, and I... Never seen the third guy, so I would love if you guys could explain who these three who's are that RuPaul is saying are celebrities. Anyways, uh, appreciate it. Crunch, crunch. So I don't watch RuPaul. I think we know this by now. But the funny thing about the voicemail box is that occasionally when things are happening live, like cultural moments are happening live, we get a spike yeah. in calls. This is sort of, I don't. I can't remember the last time we got... It's it's weird to me that it was this thing. People were watching this and stopped to People call. People were watching this live and everyone called at the same time. So there's like a three-hour period, whatever night that was, Friday night, yeah. that every single call is about this. And it's all people either like stoned, drunk, or just confused and sober <laughs> being like, what's happening? Why is RuPaul trying to tell us that these people are celebrities? Like, this is not an isolated call. We just sort of picked one at random because there were so many. But, Lindsay, did you watch it? I ended up watching it on rerun. I don't have, like, live Viacom mm-hmm. access, but I do watch it after the case. Viacom makes it hard. The thing with this that I think is so funny is that for many of these people, and actually outside the show, I know you do not watch Drag Race, so uh, drag celebrities aren't as relevant to you, but you do know quite a few drag queens anyways who are yeah. very famous. Sure. Um like like Trixie like you know these yeah. very pop so what was I funny like about drag this, I don't like drag race that's right it. right which drag race is terrible these seasons so I don't even know why anyone at this point everyone's just watching because they're like essentially Stockholm syndrome into into like the show and its culture so the point <laughs> is is that what was funny about this to me and to a lot of people who notice this as well is that the drag queens on this show are more known than the celebrities. Like they pull, they were like secret celebrities. They're here to compete. And then the, everyone was like, who are these people? And yet you have like Trixie, Bob, the drag queen, like who are uh, arguably just as if not more famous than uh, the people they brought on the show is is my, <laughs> is my point, I guess. And the other thing was that the buildup was like, who will it be? And that's why I think the shock was so crazy that it wasn't anyone actually famous. Are you guys truly surprised? Like, get out of here. You're not surprised. You know, like this was it's like this is the mass singer is not going to be Lady Gaga. It's going to be Raven Simone, you know? But what <laughs> like, I'm saying is like the mass singer got more famous people as it got more popular. So if this show were to get, quote unquote, more popular, then maybe they would get actual famous people. But yeah. right now they're going to get a guy from Riverdale, Nico Tor- who's been dying to go and drag on TV since like you know for months now and Jermaine Fowler a comedian like a, mm-hmm. basically so you're gonna get 
you're gonna get guys who like because you because they want like the straight guy in drag surprise of it all right this is not Mm -hmm. the first time that this has been a thing look at Jermaine yeah right so the only the only the other thing that I think is so funny about this or like interesting about this is that over on HBO there is a drag queen show that is essentially Queer Eye meets this but in a more like emotional and interesting and yeah I want to watch that it's so much better shot way like you would love it it's it's very trailers are really good I haven't watched it yet though it's Tu Wong Fu meets Queer Eye it's very sweet and it's also funny because Bob the Drag Queen got both gigs Bob the Drag Queen is on this show and on Secret Celebrity Drag Race which I love Mm -hmm. it's like double the paycheck so I would recommend to stop watching Secret Celebrity Drag Race and go watch the HBO show. Wow, we really like stand for HBO, but before we, <laughs> I know whatever they're good. So yeah. the the thing before we get into who these people are, I mean Nico Tortorella needs no introduction. Right. But before we do, I will say I will uh, throw a theory out there and see what you think. Because this is only going to be four episodes, right? Secret Celebrity Drag yeah. Race is only three or four episodes. This was the first one. I would assume that because they know people are going to watch Drag Race anyway, like they're going to, people who watch Drag Race are going to watch Drag Race regardless. Yeah. I think that they're saving the best for, if not last, later. That's so rude to Nico Tortellini. I think that this is not representative of the best they have to offer because I sort of, I bet they might end with the bang as opposed to begin with the bang. You know what I mean? Maybe. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Drag Race is known for being, first of all, it is a, it's a very popular show for, for VH1, for Viacom. They moved it from Logo up to like the quote unquote big leagues. This headline you put here, the VH1's highest rated Friday night in 10 years. Right. So that's huge. They, and they've already spun it off to be like, there's an after show. There's the pre, there's the back behind the scenes show there. You know, this mm-hmm. is not surprising that like RuPaul's like spinning off this show as much as possible. I mean, obviously RuPaul and VH1 Viacom or whatever. So you're right. The other thing is like, it's probably like building up to the biggest celebrity that they have. So sad for Nico. The other funny thing was this show wants to take like, a straight guy who like isn't quite sure and like has never been in drag and is in is maybe uncomfortable with it all and then turn them into like a beautiful drag queen this show does not want to take someone like nico tortorella who's on their instagram every day being like i'm here i'm queer and like i love drag that's not a surprise that's not fun yeah so the funniest thing about this show sorry not to spoil it but nico loses to <laughs> the riverdale guy and it's like mm-hmm. the minute that you see the show start and who's revealed you're like there's no way that nico's gonna win that is the least satisfying win even though they clearly showed up and are like i am incredible at this like i'm gonna win this show (laughs) and then they lose nico was probably so pissed so pissed like (laughs) so angry there's no way that they weren't so fucking angry which is also kind of the fun part about watching it so then there's jordan connor who won yeah, Riverdale yeah, he guy. Won. So he, he won. won, and he is what mostly known for Riverdale. Who is 100%. he? One hundred percent. He's Sweet Pea. He's like um one of the guys in like the the Jughead gang. Do you watch Riverdale? No, uh, no. I use. I watched it for two seasons. Then I was like, I've had enough yeah. of this. Same. But he's like in that. <laughs> you know, there's like their gang. They're yeah, the River- yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. he's in that, and he was in um he was in Looking for Alaska, which was like a pretty de- big a pretty big deal on Hulu for a second. Oh, the John Green. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Right. Uh. Yeah. Anyways, his wife, Jinjara Mitchell, this is really funny. She's best known for two CW shows. Are those both CW shows? Yes. Life Sentence. Yeah. And, and then My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. 
I remember her That's from really Life fun. Sentence. Remember we did that spawn? Yeah. Uh, I remember her from that show very yeah. much. Yeah. And then Jermaine Fowler was really funny because you guys definitely all remember him because he was the one who got reamed out for the announcing the Emmys. I remember everyone was like, who is yes. this person doing yes. Emmy commentary? We hate it. Even though it was like they were trying to change it up. They were trying to make it interesting. And CBS it was fine. chose it was fine. Jermaine Fowler because he was the star of the show Superior Donuts, which people did kind of like and went on for two seasons. Right. That and was the Tracy Letts show, right? Exactly. And it was kind of okay. like a thing. And that is this guy. Yeah. I mean, that's it. The reason I put the screenshot in here oh, of the thing is because the winner is the only person who doesn't have a Wikipedia link. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a Wikipedia. That's why his IMDb. That's probably one of the main reasons why he won. One of them, because he was the true surprise. It's like, yeah, it kind of doesn't matter who he is. It's just like, wow, this guy who just seems like a straight bro is the one who's going to do really well at it. Who's surprised that either a comedian, right. Jermaine, could be kind of good at it, or Nico, who's just extra in every possible way, is going to be good at this. No, Jordan's the more surprising one. It was just so funny to watch, first of all, various drag queens tweet very shadily since drag queens are like, love to be shady. We're like, who are these famous? Like, these are famous people? Like, who's famous here? Which one's famous? Because that was the build up to it. It didn't, I mean, I don't know. It's just like one of those things where you're right. Like, drag race is on Fridays. It's now an event. People are just going to keep watching after mm-hmm. it airs. So this is yeah. a supplement to that. And they'll keep doing shit like this because they have the audience. Hi. Um, I was wondering if you could not talk about Too Hot to Handle. Just that's all. Thanks. Crunch, crunch. Yes, no problem. We will not talk about this show. Next call. <laughs> Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Long time, long time. I was wondering whatever happened to the actor Sean Patrick Thomas. Um, He was in Save the Last Dance, Cruel Intentions, and Can't Hardly Wait. Um, I don't know what else he's been in besides that in the late 2000s. But uh, speaking of which, Can't Hardly Wait. Who's in that? Thank you. Have a good night. It's pretty much a guarantee that if somebody was famous for like the like famous for teen movies, like a good run of them. And he had a really good run of teen movies, have to say Mm -hmm. that in the past, like two to five years, they've done a Lifetime movie. I was pretty much like, yeah, I haven't heard of him in a while, but I'm sure he's like doing Lifetime movies or various types of that type of acting. And of course, you go back a few months and literally Christmas Hotel, December 21st at 8, 7 Central, which is a the most iconic thing is this is a re-blog Instagram and you see that he re-blogged it from Marla Sokolov, another iconic Oh my God, teen. Marla Sokolov. T- she, oh, she played the mean girl, yeah, she, Koki Roberts. She was the mean girl on Full Thanks House. She was okay. the one that got into that car accident <laughs> when Stephanie was, was like, I want to hang out with my right. bad girl friends. And then Danny yeah. was like, uh-uh, girl. And then he was like, I hate you, bitch. And then Marla Sokolov got into that accident. She didn't die. But. She was also the iconic bad girl on Babysitter's Club. So he said he wrote in this caption tonight. Watch it. DVR it, stream it. TiVo it or tape it. TiVo it. Oh, God. Uh, Christmas Hotel starring Tatiana Ali and Sean Patrick Thomas written by Anna S. White and directed by yours truly. So he directed his Lifetime movie. I have to say I'm pretty impressed. He has a lot of talents. <laughs> So, did you love Save the Last Dance? I liked Save the Last Dance. Of Who didn't? Of course, I, guess. I liked Save the Last Dance. I mean, 
Say he's so good in Save the Last Dance. That's he's as good as Julia Stiles isn't. <laughs> yeah, Julia Stiles is not good in Save the Last Dance. That's like the reveal no. of being older and rewatching it. You're like, oh no, she's terrible. But he is the best performances in this are Sean Patrick Thomas and Kerry Washington. Right. So he had a good run of like teen movies where where he had a. I think if you do like three or more, you're kind of cemented in your whole career. Is that that are all like those mm-hmm. types of movies? Yes, and then he was on a show on CBS for a number of seasons called The District, and he was right. a lead in it. So that's obviously he made a lot of money in that. Mm. Uh, he's still he's also one of those guys who just shows up in every like procedural for like a couple of episodes. Can you name mm. another person who was on The District? Just one other person. Yeah, Craig T. Nelson. Oh. Wow. How yeah. did you know that? Did you click on the link? I don't know. I knew about the district. I never watched the district, but I was knew on about the, the district. district. No, I just knew it was a Craig T. Nelson Justin show. Thoreau was on the district. Who knows? Oh, he was? Yeah. Okay. Oh, Elizabeth Marvel was on the district. Do I need to watch the district? No, you don't need to watch the district. Oh, you don't I love need the to district. watch the district. My show. Notably, <laughs> Me aside during quarantine. Aside from, I'm watching the district. <laughs> aside from Christmas Hotel on Lifetime, another good uh, note in his IMDb is that he was in Look the Curse of La Verona in 2019, which, which made was a shitload of money last year. Huge hit. Which cost eight dollars because it was Blumhouse, right? And seven of the dollars went to Sean Patrick Thomas directly. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, okay, wait. I was wrong. So when he regrammed Marla Sokoloff and said I directed it, Marla Sokoloff directed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's confusing. Okay, but I'm so proud of Marla Sokoloff for directing Tatiana Lee and Sean Patrick Thomas in Christmas Hotel. <laughs> we definitely. We definitely also talked so about Sean it. So Sean Patrick Thomas has hair, body, but not face. He is not a triple threat. <laughs> He's just a double threat. <laughs> Guess what it's about? Let me tell you. A big city hotelier finds her promotion is based on... <laughs> it, it has all of the iconic staples of a Lifetime movie. Guess what? Promotions. Big city hoteliers returning to your hometown... Restructuring the Mount Holly Inn where she got her stop, which the town people are less than thrilled about. Townspeople. Townspeople. We are opening a hotel in your hometown. I thought you would be perfect to head up the launch team. Garland Grove's Christmas Hotel. Tatiana Ali and Sean Patrick Thomas. What you're doing here is really special. Christmas Hotel. So did she say she wanted a who them of can't hardly wait? It's honestly kind of a lot of who's. I mean, for number one, like themiest person here, Jennifer Love Hewitt by name only. I don't even think that she's like themy anymore. Mm, Mixed with mixed with by credit Lauren Ambrose, who I think has done way more and is way more like Peter Facinelli. Also, like who would have I think we talked about this recently. It's insane that Peter Facinelli is one of the people who came out of can't hardly wait. To become the most successful And then you have Seth Green, who has done a ton of stuff, but I would say is still kind of stuck as, like, his Seth Green guy. But, Ethan Embry really... Well, you're... Because you watch Grace and Frankie. I know. Is that that the only reason? I think you're a little biased. But I do... I love Ethan Embry. they're all kind of, like, stuck in the... In this... Literally the age that they were when they made this movie. Maybe except Mm -hmm. for Peter, because he did Twilight after this, so people do know him as slightly older, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... But all of them are who's. You're right. All of them remain who's. Yes. Even Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, which is, I think we did her, or we talked about her a few episodes ago, and we were both like, unfortunately, it's like the name is like, the name is like tattooed on every millennial's brain, but it's not, does not mean that she is a them. (laughs) Sean 
Patrick Thomas. Last thing, he's married to a woman he met at a party for the first barbershop. And she's uh, an actress, too. Her name is Annika. Uh-huh. And Annika Laurent. And they're both ride or die for Joe Biden right now. So that's what he's up to at the moment. We haven't yeah. even gotten there. He's like he is stumping like, for Joe Biden. wing the most for hashtag team Joe. And so was his wife. And that is what he's doing. Yeah. He is campaigning for Joe. And he also cost $30 on Cameo in case you were like, <laughs> unless in case this like convo was like, oh, I love him. And you want to like have him tell you something. He'll do it for $30. You know, I've tried lots of things to get me to go to sleep in the past, you know, few years. Just a little bit of just a little bit of a push. You've got your melatonin. You got your various things. But I found that of all the things, a little bit of CBD, a little bit of CB distillery. That's getting me goes a long that's way. It's getting me conked right out <laughs> and, and sleeping through the night. It really is. I love CB Distillery. They have not all their products are for sleep, some that's are for true. relaxation, but like I love the sleep ones. They say, shh. Those gummies they sent us, I was in a chill vibe all day when I took two of those. They're good ass gummies. <laughs> They're good ass gummies. No, you were. You were like, you were like, I took CBD earlier today and I feel chill. I'm like not operating heavy machinery on those things. You know what I mean? I'm in a good place. Heavy machinery? <laughs> what did I say? You said heavy machinery, which is good. I like that. I know what you meant. <laughs> CB Distillery's targeted formulations are made from the highest quality, clean ingredients. They all caps the clean, which means you know it's clean. No fluff, no fillers, just effective CBD solutions designed to help support your health. In two non-clinical surveys, 81% of customers experienced more calm. 80% said CBD helped with pain after physical activity. And an impressive 90% said they slept better with CBD, and I'm among those 90%. So if you struggle with a health concern and haven't found relief, make the change like we did to CB Distillery. And with over 2 million customers and a solid 100% money-back guarantee, CB Distillery is the source to trust. Hooligans have a 20% discount to get you started. Visit cbdistillery.com and use code WHO, W-H-O, for 20% off. That's cbdistillery.com, code WHO, cbdistillery.com. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Katie. First time, long time. You have to go and look at the all-in access sweepstakes that's going on on the internet. Um, there's some really great deals. Currently bidding for Michelle Williams to give you voice lessons is $5,000. Also, there's a bunch of sweepstakes that are just a $10 buy-in, and then you could win a chance to be in the next Tanache music video or have dinner with the food god. There's some great things going on so check it out good form this is actually pretty cool and they've raised a shitload of money in just a couple of weeks i think the main reason it's sort of shot up as quickly as it did is because it was already a successful thing like fanatics was already a successful website but it was mostly sports related it was started by a sports guy for like the 76ers and it was supposed to get like like bidding on sports related things like sports memorabilia and jerseys and balls and signed stuff and you know meet and greets with sports people and then they opened the platform up to just broadly celebrities for this huge COVID charity and all of the money is going to um, like food banks and stuff. Yeah. What's funny about Fanatics is the creativity of the awards that you can win with the celebrities are truly like kind of crazy. This caller is spot on. Like you got to go to the website and scroll through everything. So they have it broken down into two categories. One of them is sweepstakes. One of them is auctions. And the sweepstakes is just like any sweepstakes. It's like a raffle where it's you can pay 10 bucks for one 
entry for your name in the pool once, but then you could pay 20 bucks for like 20 entries and like 50 bucks for whatever. It's, There's it's a maximum thing. It's essentially like a going to a fundraiser for a, for a elementary school and buying exactly. a raffle ticket. It's very raffle tickety, which I like because it means it's affordable. It's not, you can just like buy a $10 raffle ticket and have a chance and to all win. of the money is going to this charity and they're already because they're making so much money so quickly that it's I mean I feel like we're doing spawn for this thing but it is really cool and they're already releasing press releases that are like they're giving the money already like the money is currently being given away as it's being received so it's actually like immediately helpful I mean this is why I like cameo in a way because of the the price differential kind of it's like you can afford these like silly things you can mm-hmm. it, it, basically because there's like a market there are low costs and there's high costs. And so you could yeah. always afford something. And now that Cameo is also getting into like the charity biz, which is great. It's how they, that's how, it's how they kind of lure people to come on their platform. Cause their whole thing is like, we don't care what you do or where you give your money. We just want to get you on our platform. So we have this like incredible list of celebrities to make videos. Mm-hmm. And so now celebrities can go on and be like, I'm doing cameos, but I'm giving all my money to X, Y, Z, which is great for them good for cameo etc cetera, etc cetera. and this is like the same thing although it's so much more effort that what yeah. you win it's like so much more although the argument against that would be cameo does take a lot of time and effort because you have to make these like individual videos and yeah. they're exhausting to make um as somebody who made two, <laughs> two <laughs> here is here are some some of the sweepstakes that i pulled out the sorts of things shop and make tiktoks with charlie and dixie uh-huh you right know, charlie, charlie demilo and demilo the- and the other TikTok star. Her sister. Be I Ellen's think. next co-host. Maybe. For the Ellen DeGeneres show. No, Enter thank now you. for only $10. She no won't pay thanks. you. <laughs> so do you hang out in dinner with Ariana Grande? When you click into these things, like, yes, it's dinner with Ariana Grande. But whenever you actually read the details, it's like dinner backstage with her whole team. So, you know, you're going to be with probably 30 other people. But you still, that's tight. You will meet that's Ariana tight. Grande, though. Yeah. This is amazing. Private aerial stunt lesson with Drya Weber, the woman who does all the choreography for Pink whenever she dangles. And Pink. Remember when we saw Lord at Barclays and it was so bad and we were like, why didn't we go see Pink? It was like the same night and cheaper tickets. Honestly. Same night, cheaper tickets. Why? Di- that is one of the most. The worst mistakes. One of the m- biggest regrets of my life is seeing Lord at Barclays and not seeing Pink at Madison Square Garden. No shade to Lord, but Lord doesn't dangle on ribbons. Lord just sits uh, there. So, I mean, Pink's you know? stage show is incredible and Lord she got in a box. I don't know. She's fine. We love Lord. Jack Antonoff came in a box. on. It was weird. But Pink is like doing Pink to Soleil out there. And we didn't do it. Dinner with Food Pink God. Pink to Soleil. Think of that Vegas show that Pink will eventually oh, have. Hit after hit after hit. And she's in the air the whole time. I can't get enough of her. I love her so much. Okay. What Dinner else? with Food God plus $10,000 worth of gift cards keep to it, top restaurants. Keep it. Keep that. $10. Red carpet with Vanessa Hudgens at the Princess Switch switched again screening. I am entering Incredible. that. I'm entering I that one, and the other that. one that I'm entering, you're entering this one. Be a guest producer for the day on the upcoming Drew Barrymore show. First of all, which doesn't when, exist yet. When is the Drew Barrymore Post-COVID. show? Post COVID. Honestly, they should pay me to be a producer. I shouldn't have to win being a producer. Like I'm fully qualified to be a producer on the upcoming Drew Barrymore show. FYI. Before I get into my favorite ones, some of the other ones you can be in a music video with Tanache, only ten dollars center. Live it up in South Beach with Lily Pons, only ten dollars center. 
A customized love ballad by Robin Thicke, only $10. This I thought was the best one, but it's actually not. It's just funny that the Chainsmokers want you to fly to Vegas to work backstage for them at a show, and Incredible. then you get to hang out with them afterwards. Incredible. You are paying to like be a backstage crew member and like move stuff on stage. Which one do you think you have the most likelihood of winning if you enter? I vote star in a music video with Tinashe. <laughs> I vote that or red carpet with Vanessa Hudgens, because I feel like people might be very anti-Vanessa Hudgens ever since she was like, the old people should die. It's fine. Right. I, however, am willing to forgive her for that if it means that I can walk the red carpet and see the princess switch switched again with her. Right, right, right. But you found the best one. My absolute favorite one and the one I am entering, because why not? It's charity, is remake I Try, the Macy Gray song, with Macy Gray and feature your name. So the, the I clicked on the details because I was like, what? She's re-recording I Try in the uh-huh. studio. Acoustically. So the, the, the thing is, acoustically, so it's like, we'll fly you out. You get to spend time with Macy Gray. Then you will sure. go into the studio with her uh-huh. and decide. You can. She was like, if you have an instrument, you can play an instrument. If you want to sing, you can sing. If you want to do something else, we'll do it. But we'll record it together in the booth. And then it will be released wow. on streaming platforms wow. with the title. Wow. Wow. I Try 2020 featuring Bobby Here's Baker. a suggestion. Why huh. don't you take $100 of Who Weekly's money, hard-earned money, and spread it around these iconic experiences, okay. how you feel, and then report back next week on which ones you chose. And okay. then oh, if that's we yeah. win any, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> that would be cool. But $100. And also, it's all going to a good cause. No, that's what I'm saying. Like $100, you choose where you want to put stuff, and then if yeah. you win, you have to do it, obviously. Okay. So I won't give money to a day on set with Lynn manuel Miranda. I won't do money with Bieber singing One Less Lonely Girl at my house. At my um, house. At my house. He comes to your house and sings One Less Lonely okay, Girl. Okay. No, thank you. Wait, my favorite one is pitch Walmart executives on your business idea. Oh, these are just. Okay. So the next category, we didn't even these get are into just it, is bidding for rich people. Oh, so it's like man. fully rich people who are like, I have the money. I want to do a day of magic with David Copperfield and I'm going to pay $31,000 for the opportunity. DJ lessons with Pauly D, 22500 is the wow, bid right now. That's crazy. Backstage with Thomas Rhett, $21,000 is the bet right now. Dinner at M. Night Shyamalan's house. Someone has paid $26,000 for the opportunity. $26,000. The best one, though. Private artist development and coaching and dinner with Michelle Williams. Yes, the black one. $5,000 is what the bidding is. So I'm just saying, if you're out there, you can afford. It's for charity. Bid $6,000. If you were going to donate thousands of dollars to charity, why not make it a little fun for yourself and yeah. get singing lessons Bobby, from Michelle Williams? Do you have $36,001? Because you could enter Jurassic World 3 movie experience, get eaten by a dinosaur. I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, I clicked on the I clicked on it and I was like, oh, maybe you're actually going to be like in a, you know, one of the scenes of chaos where a lot of like people are getting eaten and you get to be one of the eaten people. But I think it's just like you get to simulate what it was like to winner. Film that. Like you're not going to be in the movie. One winner experiences the opportunity to be, quote, eaten by a dinosaur in connection. <laughs> it says right in connection with the production, but it's not like. Wait, if you win M. Night Shyamalan, you and five guests get to go hang out with five. Him. That's a Bye. dinner of six people. Who would I bring to have dinner with M. Night Shyamalan? I, I do. I like the auction element, the like the mm-hmm. donating. But I love knowing how Sweet much money sexy. people are bidding on literally a day of magic with David Copperfield. $31,000 it's up to. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Leah Michelle's baby with Zeldy or a.k.a. Zeldy baby. Um, 
And now it just, it feels like Michelle saying that her pregnancy gets signed by Gigi Hadid's pregnancy being announced the next day. All right. Uh, women don't belong in balloon. Crunch, crunch. Goodbye. If you don't think that Leah Michelle was pissed that her baby announcement spotlight was stolen by Gigi Hadid, you are not paying attention. <laughs> You're not you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, <laughs> you better wake up and pay I mean, congratulations to Leah Michelle. Congratulations to Gigi Hadid. But we knew Leah Michelle's baby announcement was just around the corner, right? Like we knew that was inevitable. But Gigi came out of nowhere. We didn't even know if she was still dating Zane. She's young. She's 25, younger than I expect. You know, that was kind of like mm-hmm. a surprise, right? Mm-hmm. And totally stole the attention from Leah Michelle's announcement. I don't want to be in a five-mile radius of Leah Michelle finding out that she has been overshadowed by something. I mean, or someone. at least give her a fucking day or two. I mean, I guess she got one day, right? One day? Yeah. She Meanwhile, got like, Catherine day. Schwarzenegger, like, also, no one, but no one, I don't think Catherine Schwarzenegger really believes that people give all that much of a shit. So mm. I don't think that she was upset when Gigi was like, surprise. I think Catherine Schwarzenegger was like, oh. How long after Catherine Schwarzenegger said she was pregnant did she? That was a few days before. It was a many, many days. So she got a few days. Leah Michelle got one day. One day you gave her. One day. Although you know Leah has already sold the like full spread to people that's like, my baby happiness. You know, like that's already booked. Despite the timing of the announcements, we it isn't clear like how far along either of them are. So it's not necessarily that they'd sync up and for also, the delivery. A baby can be born at any time. I'm just saying, Liam. I was early as hell. Needs no to... one expected me to be born when I was born, and you still are. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's gonna get her spread in People magazine, and I think she's gonna. Have do you mean do you mean two pages of photos or uh, Sabra Hamas? Which spread are you referring to? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know when we meet her baby, Sabra Hamas, Michelle's Reich, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna be really you know welcoming and excited to meet little Sabra Hamas, Michelle Reich. God, I what is um. <laughs> Does Sabra mean something in like Hebrew or something? I have what is no a idea. You are asking the wrong person. What does it mean? Oh my god, a Sabra is a Jew born in Israel. Uh huh. So if they travel to Israel and they give birth to the baby in Israel, the baby could technically be named Sabra. Sabra. Okay. I had a dark thought. What? What if she names the baby Corey? <gasps> Corey Sabra Reich. <laughs> Sabra's still there. Do you think that when she did the spawn for Sabra, Sabra also got naming rights to her firstborn? <laughs> what is the Beyonce line countdown? I'm trying to make a three from the two, still the one. Yeah. What? They're trying to make their third. They're trying to make their third Reich. Oh my God. <laughs> Your joke was worse than mine. Isn't that two terrible jokes? Oh my God. <laughs> Corey Sabra Reich, the you third from, Reich. You went from you went from looking up what Sabra means in Hebrew to, to making a joke about. Okay, we need to. We need. I don't even make the joke that like is Zandy gonna have to read all the baby books out loud to the kid. I don't even make that joke yet. 
Okay, because I didn't really want to go there, but you went even further off the deep end. The deep end of the Dead Sea. Bobby, Lindsay, having an argument with my husband. Please clarify. Stanley Tucci, a who or a them? Good form, Bella Thorne. One, two, three, them. Them. Tucci, yeah, for sure. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think so. I think I think if we were yes. if we were kind of not in, if we weren't in such a zany kooky mood, I think we might call him like character actor who next. But I think that he is a them, and I think I the think response he... to his like making a Negroni like proves yeah, that totally everyone like is it. so horny for him. I think at one point he was a character actor, and you would call him that. But I think that he's kind of transcended that in a in a personality way in terms of like the quote unquote meme of his celebrity, which is yeah. shown by the drink making. Right. Yeah, he made a Negroni. I do love Negronis, but there was nothing special about the Negroni he made, honestly. Okay. Um, if I'm okay. being honest. Okay. Okay. Also, it's all—it's endlessly funny to me that he's an assassin in the Pelican Brief, and he's so good at it. Okay. Next one. <laughs> the second time you brought that up on this show. Tom DeLonge, who or them? Crunch, crunch. One, oh, two, God. three. Who? who? He's like the hooeyest yeah. Blink One Eighty Two. No, even though he believes in UFOs and like talks about it all the time, does not make him a them. Get out of here. Uh, you can't not believe. Like UFOs are okay, not Tom a question, DeLong. Lindsay. Okay, okay, Tom DeLong. They're unidentified. Yeah, yeah. They're just yeah, unidentified. Yeah. Did yeah, you okay. see the new video of those fucking of aliens? Of course, I fucking saw that Chromatica promo. <laughs> Can I tell oh you guys, Bobby and what? I? We should talk about this Ugh. on patreon but we both got our chromatica merch on the same day and it's like i cannot tell you i can't even look at it wearing it's so it depressing you I'm wearing are it now. <laughs> well, yesterday but only half the day so i was like i'm wearing it again i just am it's like just really the way def- we approach clothes and washing clothes in this era oh, I'm is not just judging like you for whatever that. i've i've worn the same pants for three days but my point is is that we three, have this that's it we <laughs> have this chromatic where they're like my sweats like don't get dirty we have these chromatica merch and they're just like taunting us with the fact that there's no chromatica and then when they were supposed to have arriven arrived oh my god when they were supposed to have arrived there would be a chromatica but the times change looking at mine right now with disdain okay next one next one next pissed off next call is dune a who or a them crunch crunch dune dune a who or a them like the book the movie series Hmm. i have a controversial opinion i think one two three them oh i think that dune is a sci-fi them but i think broadly it's a who I mean, I this think is that people like a don't book really know. debate, to be honest, that I don't even yeah. know if I can, like, know Yes, know. Dune is one of the most popular science fiction books yeah. of all time. Yeah. But also, I think its moment has passed. I think that this movie is sort of trying to shove it back into them status. And it may probably will, considering everyone who's involved. But I think it's currently kind of a who. Because the movie, first movie was such a disaster. Right, that but I the think, documentary you know, about the making of that movie was huge too. Like it had a legacy of iconic. I don't think badness. that documentary was huge. It was pretty popular was. for a documentary, but I don't think that that. I thought it was pretty. Jodorowsky's popular. Dune. Yeah, that was a huge document. That was like a big. It wasn't huge. Okay, well, I disagree. I think that Dune is a them. I do because it's like, if you're talking like the the one of the more notable or known sci-fi books in its genre than overall in books like across all genres like that's that ranks mm. high i think it's a them i just think it's like this weird thing that no one everyone is like it's so weird it's unfilmable blah 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 it's like and the movie is a joke the original the first movie is a joke i don't know you think that makes it who maybe 
I think that makes it hooey. Okay. I think the movie made it really hooey and the fact that like Sting is in it. It's just like weird. Right. So maybe like we're talking about different things where it's like I'm talking yeah. about like the no, the no nobility. God, that's not even a word. The like who what if you would know Zune, if you would know Dune, but you're talking about like the the essence of Dune, which you think is hooey because it's a fail. It was known as a failure and it's got like all these ties to hooeyness. It's complicated, though, because I do, now that I think about it, I guess the name Dune, <laughs> I think, is a them. Like, people are like, oh, that's the sci-fi thing. But I think nine times out of ten, if right. you asked what it was about, including myself, I'd be like, I don't know. Like, okay, I don't know. Okay, so actually, like, you've convinced me, I think it's a who now. You're right. Like, yeah. it is, maybe Weird. it's known, but, like, the concept of Dune, it's like, explain it. I can't. And also, <laughs> its history is, like, flop. So it's like a who. Yeah. Okay. Great. Even though the movie, even though the book itself was huge, but okay, also like me. I bought that book. I was like, it was like a dollar ninety nine on Kindle, like five or six years ago, and I was like, I'm finally gonna read Dune. No, Guess who not. never read Dune? You. Me. I don't Guess even like who? sci-fi. That's Guess the whole point never... of this is not a Westworld podcast about. I don't like sci-fi. Guess who never read Dune? Me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> just a Next funny call. Phrase. Yeah. Guess who never read Dune? Me. Hi guys, long time, long time. Um, I'm out of breath from a run, but I just it popped into my head. Is Stedman a them? Um, and if so, it, like I was just thinking about that, and I couldn't remember his last name, which is probably just like my own personal failing. But I feel like Stedman is like a a one name them, like of the likes of Madonna, Beyonce, you know, like. Stedman like we just know we know that we know him um okay sorry I've been alone in my apartment for four weeks um so this was probably really unhinged but Stedman them thank you good form Bella Thorne one two three them them I think <laughs> I, so I the think th- so too and I think the anonymous thing is true I mean, Stedman, yeah, mononymous really does count and also Stedman is like the number one husband of like or like boyfriend (laughs) of like it doesn't matter what Stedman does it doesn't matter what Stedman looks like it's just it's Stedman like he's Stedman he represents like to be Stedman is to be permanently (laughs) of a powerful but they're not married that's the whole thing about Stedman Oprah's like I do not want a husband I just want a Stedman you know I have Gail I want a Gail and I want a Stedman yeah. I feel like Stedman is absolutely a them. Do you know his last name? Stedman's last name. The caller didn't know, did you? I did at one point. What's Stedman's last name? Graham. Oh, Stedman yeah, Graham. I knew that. Okay, yeah, Stedman Graham. I knew that. I knew that. What I was going to say, and I think I've maybe said this before because I'm having like deja vu as I'm thinking the, the idea, is that isn't it kind of shocking how good Gail is at stuff? Like Gail oh, yeah. got famous because Gail was Oprah's best friend. Okay, that was her own, that was her way in, right? And then Gail turned out to be good at literally everything that Oprah was and maybe more in terms of just like diversifying her portfolio of things mm-hmm. that Gail does. It's kind of shocking that Gail was able to like step up to the plate and like be good at everything. Yeah. I mean, she was already doing TV stuff whenever she met So like Oprah didn't take her into it. Like she was wanted to be a journalist, like a TV journalist. It's more just like, but yeah, Oprah is a once in a lifetime person, and she is so good at what she does, and that's unique to her. And like she, 
she's singular, right? Like Oprah is mm-hmm. Oprah. But like the fact that Gail is kind of as good as Oprah, like she she's she's like very good too. to not even be like, oh, Oprah's friend Gail, who's like less good, so much less good than she is like Gail. Do you know, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, no, I know exactly it's surprising what that mean. even though Gail did TV, too, that she happens to be as good as Oprah at, at like everything that no one's like, oh, Gail's like best friend nepotism rise. It's like, no, Gail is like worthy of her. Of her, of her rise. And now I have to play this clip before we do another Who Are Them. She is the mother she I never... <laughs> she is... the mother I never had. She is the sister everybody would want. She is the friend that everybody deserves. I don't know a better person. <laughs> I'm telling you, the unlike I'm just, it's just so unlikely to me. It's just so faded to be the Oprah Gale thing. It's just talking. Okay. Oprah's met, think about it. Oprah's met everyone. <laughs> right. Oprah's out here like at Maya Angelou's house and she's like, I don't know a better person than Gale. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, she's like talking to Maya Angelou. <laughs> to be Oprah's best friend, you do need to be a really secure person and patient and to be person. Oprah Stedman and to be Oprah Stedman right to be Stedman and Gail are like two of the most comforting and in, like probably secure people to be mm-hmm. so close to Oprah in that way okay we <laughs> that is unmined territory for like television or movies like that particular trio yeah is I think could be a really fun 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 dynamic uh-huh. Um, the most famous person in the world, their permanent boyfriend, <laughs> and their best friend, who everyone thinks that she's secretly fucking, even though she probably is not. <laughs> like, okay, you know, right? Well, that I mean, that kind of has been put to rest. The whole like Oprah Gale. I think we also value and see friendships more now than we did. Where it wasn't just like if a woman was close to a woman, it was like, oh, they're gay. It's like, no, like the friendship is so important to mm-hmm. Oprah that it kind of makes sense now with all the information we have. Okay, we need to stop now. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, long time, many time. Um, I've been for about two years now calling you guys and trying to figure out if Neapolitan ice cream is a who or them. And, you know, maybe I should have taken the hint because you've never answered it, but I'm going to try uh, one last tactic. So I've been remote teaching for um, the last six weeks, and we still have six more weeks to go. So, you know, I would really appreciate an answer to this just, just to make it through the next six weeks. Um you know, so thanks. Crunch, crunch. Bye. So <laughs> she's been calling since September 2017. Okay, because we love about teachers, she pulled cream. out the big guns and she was like, all right, I'm calling again about the Neapolitan ice cream. And this time I'm going to say I'm a teacher. And I was like, oh, now we have to, you know, because we love teachers and we respect everything that they're doing right now. And so we got to answer this fucking who them question. Listen to the, the end of her first one. Right, but our argument is that it doesn't matter who buys it, it just matters that everybody knows what Neapolitan ice cream is, and therefore it is a them, i.e. everyone knows who Mel Gibson is, but they hate him, Mel Gibson is Neapolitan ice cream. Okay, thank you, we love you. We're seeing you in Chicago on October 15th. Bye! 
just which her point her point is that just because everyone hates Mel Gibson doesn't mean he's not a them. Right. No, I agree with her. And just because no one likes Neapolitan ice cream, I love Neapolitan ice cream, doesn't mean it's not a them. I don't love Neapolitan ice cream. I do like choices, but I don't like Neapolitan ice cream. <laughs> I mean, what is Neapolitan ice cream if not choices? God, that's like a that's a shirt. I do like choices, <laughs> but I don't like Neapolitan ice cream. Which reminds me, we have to put. I had to pause the. I had to pause the episode. Really needs to be on a shirt or a koozie. Oh or my a hat god! I had to pause the episode. I had to pause the episode. I know that's a true trope of podcasting. Okay, Neapolitan ice cream. Who are them? One, two, three. Them. Them. Yeah, there you go. You knew all along, ma'am. Ma'am. Case closed. After one, two, three, four calls over, <laughs> almost a three-year span. Case closed. Honey. Two and a half year span. The first call was September 23rd, 2017. I'm look- I am mean, this is the same phone number because we can see this. The second call was December 13th, 2019. And she's like, hi, I called about it before, but like, you're not <laughs> listening to me. I'm so sorry. Hi, Weekly. Um, Long time listener, many time caller. Um, I'm calling actually for the third time regarding Neapolitan ice cream. Um, if you choose not to play this on the show, could you at least text me to tell me I'm not blocked? Because now I'm worried I maybe got blocked after the second Neapolitan ice cream call. All right, thanks. Crunch, crunch. And then in January, she was like, hi, my New Year's resolution. Listen. <laughs> we just play the call. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. My New Year's resolution is to get you guys to answer the age-old question, Neapolitan ice cream. Who are them? Thanks. Bye. She's this is like, that's 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 the third call. The, the fourth call came on Friday. <laughs> she was like, "Look, bitch, I'm a teacher. I'm miserable. <laughs> this sucks. Tell me if Neapolitan ice cream is a who or a goddamn." We didn't even them. get her by 2019, which was her New Year's resolution, or was that this year? <laughs> no, that was January 6th. Okay, so, great. Okay. This sucks, um, but <laughs> Neapolitan ice cream, them. I love Neapolitan Case ice closed. cream. Case closed. I haven't had Neapolitan ice cream in probably well, 10 years. Hey, treat yourself, and I man. Want it. Treat yourself. You know what I loved? Oh, and the one I loved the most. Was it the strawberry pistachio vanilla? No, the, no, 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 no. The Neapolitan uh, chocolate sandwiches. The one with the like, uh, the black cookie and that. You know, like a cho- like a ice cream sandwich, but with yeah. Neapolitan inside yeah, of it. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's I good. That's good. That's good. That's good. good. And when did we talk about Neapolitan ice cream on the podcast? We, we definitely absolutely had like did, a and moment, I don't remember when. but I forgot what. I love talking about something and knowing that we've talked about it before and then just like being like, we'll never know. I don't even know if I said I liked it or not. Maybe I didn't like Maybe I liked it back then. I had to cut. What's what are their names out of this episode after halfway? Lennon Stella. Maisie and Lennon, because halfway when I was researching, I was like, wait, we did this. <laughs> I just searched. <laughs> I just like deleted who, it out of the episode. I just searched two weekly Neapolitan ice cream and found it was a Patreon episode. And we talked about when eating Neapolitan ice cream, do you scoop up all the flavors like Bobby or just choose one flavor like Lindsay? This was only last year in April. <laughs> and a lot of people voted one flavor, but then a lot of people also voted all the flavors. You want all the flavors. That's the whole point. Mm, and I again, just, it's just, not Neapolitan, but it reminds me of Spumoni. That's what you're thinking about. The Spumoni is the like God tier version of this. I love like, God. Level. I love Spumoni. Almond ice cream. Pistachio I would die ice for Spumoni. Spum- and what's die the Spumoni? What's oh chocolate? Chocolate. Almond. It's chocolate. And uh, pistachio. Pistachio. Okay. Incredible. 
Thank you for listening to Who's There, our weekly call-in show. Call in at 619 Who Them if you have any other questions, comments, or concerns. If you have been calling about something for two and a half years and we haven't answered your question, leave us a sob story and maybe we'll get to it. Um, <laughs> rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We've been trying to Instagram more. Is it too much? I don't know. Um, no, you're doing a great job. And then uh, that's it. Oh, we have, I think maybe we have four caller you're doing. When I edit it, I'm going to decide if I want to play all four, if I want to just want to play three. But there are some really, really good ones. And though I know the, I know the one I want to end on, though. It's iconic. Did you listen to it, the Taco yes. Bell one? Yes. Okay. Thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. I'm in a class about writing, you know, short plays, whatever. It doesn't really matter. But we were reading some of Samuel Beckett's short plays, and we also watched this short video The Weeknd did. And then my professor asked, like, who's the bigger celebrity, The Weeknd or Samuel Beckett? Um, so I want to know, who's the bigger them? Crunch, crunch. Um, hey, guys. <laughs> you don't have to play this on the show. I just want to, I was going to say this. <laughs> I just had the worst night of my life, like, so depressed. And then I went on Twitter, and I saw this photo of Ben Affleck without Anna. It's, like, the first photo I've seen of him without Anna in, like, three years, I guess. And he, like, he has, like, pulled up his little surgical mask, and he was, like, smoking a cigarette. And, oh, my God, he looks so sexy. And, like, it was honestly the first time in a while I have been, like, there is hope. <laughs> like please look at the photos he looks so sexy like Stan Banana Stan Banana period <laughs> hi Lindsay and Bobby long time listener first time caller um I'm just calling in to say that only straight people know who John Mulaney is I think of the long and balloons <laughs> Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, uh, medium time, medium time. I had to pause the podcast um, after hearing Bobby's story about them recognizing him at the Starbucks and then never going back. Um, when I first moved to Chicago right out of college, I would go to the Taco Bell across the street from Wrigley Field all the time. Um, and I was over there a lot for, I was taking classes and stuff over there. And, um, one day I was ordering at the counter and I ordered my food and my drink and everything. And I walked away and the lady at the counter was like, Oh, uh, ma'am, excuse me, ma'am. And I turned around and she's like, you forgot your cup. And I was like, oh, okay. And I came back and I was taking it from her and she goes, you always do that. And I was mortified that I had like a thing at this Taco Bell and I never went back um and that Taco Bell recently was demolished so I feel personally responsible but anyway I really really deeply identified with that story thank you for sharing it okay women don't belong in balloons